0: The following story has been brought to you by storiestoinspire.org. There was a family living in Ertesal and Harnov, I was married also for many years, didn't have any children. And one day, after almost nine years of marriage, they were by the doctor, and the doctor says, sit down, I have to tell you something. They sit down, they're getting very nervous, scared, what they're going to hear, and he says, I want you to know that you're expecting. And they were thrilled. He says, no, no, there's some other news. He says, what's that? He goes, you're expecting. You just told... You're expecting. You're expecting. You're expecting. He says, what are you talking about? He says, you're having quintuplets. You're having five children. Instant family. What's going to be? He goes, well, it's pretty dangerous. you got to stay in your bed. But you're going to have five children. We have to monitor you every week, every two weeks, but that's what you're having. And they were so excited... Of course, the community said they're going to get together, and she had the children. Her parents already passed away. His parents were living in New York. They came in to help. It was tremendous, tremendous simcha when she had the children. They were all healthy. She was healthy. Very tired, but healthy. And her, his parents couldn't stay that long. They stayed for a month. They had to go back. The community in Harnov chipped in. They helped out another month, another six weeks. But then, life goes on except for these kids. These kids, like all babies, they just want to eat and eat and then cry and eat and cry and diapers changed. It was very, very difficult. And they hired a nurse, but they ran out of money and it was just very difficult. One day they get a phone call and a lady says, Hi, this is so-and-so. Are you the one that had quintuplets? She goes, yes. She goes, do you need any help? She goes, yes. What can I do for you? Anything, everything? She says, Okay. What's your address? Here's the address. And she forgets about it, nothing happens. Three weeks later, she gets an envelope and the mail opens it up. There's a check for $15,000. $15,000. Tremendous. They hired a night nurse and, and, and they started living again. Two weeks later, the phone rings again and this lady calls up and she introduces herself. She goes, Hi, I'm just curious, did you receive the check? She goes, yes, oh, I'm so sorry. I didn't call you to thank you. Thank you so much. It's so busy. No, 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 I'm not calling for that. I just want to know if everything's okay. She goes, yes. She was, Now the lady felt a little bad. She didn't call it to say thank you. She goes, maybe you want to come by and I don't know where you live. Maybe you want to come by and see the children. She goes, oh, I'd love to. I actually live in Harnov. Wow. Okay. So come on by. She lives a few blocks away. And they're so excited. And sure enough, about an hour later, the doorbell rings. The open, door opens up and there's this Not young lady standing by the door. She invites her in, so excited. And she shows her the babies. And she picks up each baby, gives her a kiss, puts them down. She says, You want some coffee? Sure. And they go into the dining room. The lady looks up. She's a picture on the wall. She goes, Who's that? Who's that? And she faints. She faints. So this mother, she doesn't know what to do. Calls the taller. They want, they bring her to the hospital. And this lady's husband goes to check up on her she's okay she had a shock could I come visit her yeah you can come visit she comes to visit her and she's there and she's talking to her she says is everything okay she looks up and she says who's that picture of in your wall she goes, that's my mother It's my mother she says let me tell you a story she said we were a group of friends five very very close friends and like other people in Europe, we got stuck. We were taken to the concentration camps. We were taken to a place called Matthausen. And we were there. And we decided we are going to stick together. And many times we had to do things, but we stuck together. And we were there. At one time, someone says, you know, I think in a few weeks it's Hanukkah. So we said, and? Well, let's let's do something for Hanukkah. Let's say Hanukkah she says, oh, let's just go to the store down the block and buy do house. What are you, what are you, we're in concentration camp. What do you plan on doing? She says, well, you know, we can take some string from our uniforms, yeah, and then, and we can find a potato and use that. She says, yeah, and what are you going to light it with? We're going to get oil from? She says, you know what? Why don't we go? We have a few weeks of Hanukkah. We'll each take a little, little piece of our butter that we get daily, and we'll use that. Okay, let's see what happens. Sure enough... It was Erev Hanukkah. They had no butter. Even what they got every day wasn't enough to live on. They couldn't put away anything. And they were very sad. Until one group said, you know what? Who knows what's going to happen to us anyways. Let's break into the kitchen and we'll get some butter. We'll get some oil. Alright, they decided to do it. These girls, they broke into the kitchen. They found the oil. On the way out, a Nazi saw them. He saw them He pistol-whipped them, and he said, I'm going to deal with all of you tomorrow. And they went back to their barracks, crying, and they knew that that's it. They're all going to get hanged tomorrow. When all of a sudden, one of them said, you know what? There's a lady here, a lady Jewish prisoner, but she, for some reason, has special privileges. Maybe she can help us. She lives by herself. She has special privileges. Maybe she can help us. So we went, in the middle of the night, to her barracks. We opened up the door, there was a light on inside and there's this lady sitting on her bed with a tehillim and there's a Hanukkah there's a candle burning, couldn't believe it but she looks up and says what are you doing here? and we told her what happened maybe she can go and, and help us out so what are you crazy? if they see that you came here they're going to kill you and they're going to kill me get out of here, I can't help you please you're going to kill get out of here and she sends them out, this was their last hope they go back to the barracks and they're waiting for sunrise when they know that it's all over. Sure enough, in the morning after roll call, these five girls are taken and they're brought to the gallows. And as they're walking up to the gallows and standing there, this lady, this privileged lady, comes running out from her barrack, her bunk. She runs up to the commander there and she starts talking to them, pointing, looking all different directions. And the guy's looking at her and immediately he tells everybody, everybody back to their barracks. And Everybody went back to their barracks. We didn't know what was going on. We know we went back to the barracks The next thing we know it's quiet. Nobody was allowed out of their barracks And then a few days later on May 5th, 1945 the US Army surrounded Mathausen. And it was too quiet. They didn't know what was going on and they waited a few days And then they came into the camp and they liberated the camp we figured out what happened was this lady knew many languages, so she was an interpreter. She would sit down by the radio on a shortwave radio, listening to what was going on, and her job was to report to the commander what's going on outside. He didn't trust information he was getting from the headquarters in Berlin, and that's what her job was. And in return, she wasn't harmed that she had food. What happened was she came running out and she said that the Americans are right here. They're going to be here in a few hours. She knew that they're still a few days away, but she risked her life to save us. And she went and she said that the Americans are right here. They sent everyone back to their barracks, and the Nazis left. There were very, very there were fewer than 50 soldiers there when the Americans arrived. After the war, we looked for her. We looked for her everywhere. We could never find her, all five of us. Wherever we lived, we couldn't find her. I walked into your house, and that's her. That's her, that lady on the wall. That was her, that's why I fainted. Now you tell me it's her mother. I'm so happy that I gave you the money. Your mother saved her lives. Now this mother looks at her and says, that's your side of the story. Now let me tell you mine. I was very, very depressed. I didn't have any children. And one day, I had a dream. My mother came to me in a dream. And she said to me, don't worry, Hashem heard your tefillas. Five... For five. And she went away. I know what she was talking about. I told my husband, but nothing happened. And then two weeks later, she came to me dreaming again. She says, Don't stop davening. Hashem heard your tefillas. Five? For five. I don't know what she was talking about. And then it was by the doctor, and he told us we're going to have five children. I understood what she meant five. I didn't know what she meant with the other five. And now I realize that my mother saved five in the Shamas. And therefore I was supposed to have five children. Five for five. What an amazing lesson that nothing goes unrewarded. Enjoyed this story? Come again. Bring a friend. stories 2